What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? It is week two. NFL has been going crazy. College football has been going crazy. And I want to thank you guys for coming back to another episode of the Backyard GM Podcast. I am your host, Darius Brockett. A lot has happened. We're going to break down some college football headlines. We're going to talk about some NFL headlines. Then I got my week two predictions going on. A lot is going on, and I'm excited. My friends, we started a fantasy football league, so I'll tell you how that's going. And you'll get all that stuff right after this break. As we start the music, I'll catch you on the other side. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's jump straight into college football news and headlines. Let's start with this. So last week I talked about how the Big 12 was going to sit down and have a meeting to see if they were going to accept BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. Turns out they did accept them, so those guys will most likely be joining the Big 12 in the year 2024. A lot's going to change. And I kind of like it from a business standpoint. If you're part of the group of five teams, if you're part of the group of five conference and you're part of those teams, you're going to make some major money in terms of revenue. A lot of players are now going to look at you and test your validity and see how strong you are in these power in this power five conference of the Big 12. And you're starting to get exposure. About two of your teams are in the top 25 now. So it's only going to get better. I think that's a strong move and a strong start. Next, on top of that, well, not really next, but on top of that, it was unanimously agreed on upon all eight members. And what I can assume now by adding these two teams, well, adding these four teams, we'll see the Big 12 get split into two into two divisions. And then we actually get to see a true Big 12 championship game. Following that, Oregon finally gets a history book dub. They're now on the record column in all time wins against Ohio State. They were 0-9 going into the into this game, getting the first dub in their history against Ohio State by winning 35-28. to The defense looked really good. They were able to stop C.J. Stroud and that strong offense, Chris Olave, and I liked it. However, well, not really however, but in addition to this, I think this puts Oregon and the, Big, and the Pac-12 in a conversation that they haven't been in since 2015 in testing how good is the Pac-12 to be in the college football playoffs. And this is a win that on their schedule, if you're looking at that, if you want to go on straight to schedule, this might be the toughest opponent they played they might play the entire season, but it adds to them because they come in at number four. But as we're talking about all these teams and conferences, let's talk about Texas for a little bit. Texas got spanked by Arkansas, and this is who you're going to be playing if you go to the SEC. And I thought it was hilarious that this so happens with the news that, oh, we'll be going to the SEC. And they won last week by a big margin. And we heard Texas is back just to beat, just to get beat by Arkansas 21 to 40. That was just hilarious to me. As I'm saying this, I don't care, but if you're going to be Texas, if you're going to go to the SEC, you should not get beat by the non-strong, the the little brothers of the SEC. Like, if you're going to go to the SEC and you lose to Auburn, Alabama, Florida, LSU, cool. Arkansas, mm, that's that's a little questionable. And I feel like this proves why they really shouldn't be in the SEC or they're not going to go far. But speaking of SECs, ACCs, and all that, top 25 is out again for week two. Here's what I got for you, and I'm just going to read off the top 10. You have Alabama at 1, Georgia at 2, Ohio State at 3, Oregon at 4, Iowa 5, Clemson at 6, Texas A&M at 7, Cincinnati at 8, Ohio State did drop 6 spots, and they are now at 9, and at 10 we have Penn State who went up a spot. I think it's interesting when you read this, just for the top 10 specifically, Clemson is 1-1 and and they remain to stay at number 6, however Texas A&M went down two spots and are now sitting at number seven. Cincinnati went down one spot. Oregon jumped eight spots to hold in the number four spot. 
I think this puts Oregon in a prime position. If they went out, I think we could see those guys being in the college football playoffs because your toughest win comes against the Ohio State, who's most likely going to be playing in the Big Ten Championship. And it's just interesting overall. I like it. You guys let me know what you think about it. It's a lot. It's going to get confusing. It's only week two, so it's pretty not it's not much for me to go off. But it's it's getting interesting, especially when you want to compare strength to schedules this early. How good is this team going to be? How bad are they? And things of that nature. I think it's really fun. That's enough for college football. Coming up after this, week one headlines, NFL news, things of that nature. And it got good quick. Week one was a hell of a week. Uh, As I'm recording this, I think the Sunday night game is on. It's going to be pretty interesting. So let's talk about it. I'll see you guys after this. Had to mix the blue and red beans with the liquor, the dicker. Don't give a fuck if she a stripper. I'm a showtime tipper. Yeah, long dick ripper. Okay, welcome back. Let's jump into the NFL. Let's start with this. TJ Watt got freaking paid. And congratulations to him. If you can, give it a clap it up for him. Four years, $112 million, $80 million guaranteed. Jesus Christ, he's the highest highest paid linebacker, I believe. That's fucking crazy. Since 2019, he has 33 sacks, which puts him first since entering the league. I think he deserved the money. Steelers defense knows that he deserved the money because without him anchoring it down, I, I still think the defense would be good, but not as good as what they are. These guys are wrecking balls, and these guys are freaking machines. Transition into that, let's talk about Cam Newton. Yeah, we know he was released. Friday, he, put out, he has his, his Funky Fridays where he talks, and he's usually in a car. This time, he has time on his hands, and he chose to be at his old high school stadium, and he decided to talk. He talked about his release and how it was surprising to him, how he was unaware, but he also talked about how he was not hurt by the decision. He was not bitter. He emphasized that he does believe the Pats, the Patriots will win games with Mac Jones. However, he did talk about him being cut was more of a business decision to help the rookie versus his own talent and play. And one thing that he, he had to say was the reason why they released me is that indirectly I was going to be a distraction without being a, being the starter, which I don't disagree with. He also talked about it's a gift and a curse when you have a guy like Cam Newton on the team with his personality and things like that. And I, I do agree with that. I think he would have been a distraction because this is a young quarterback, and I don't think he would have been comfortable running an offense knowing that a MVP caliber quarterback or former MVP caliber quarterback is bearing down your neck waiting for you to mess up so you could just take his spot back. And it would have thrown him off. It would have messed him up in terms of his, com- his comfortability level and how, how he's going to be. And I think he's right about that. Because as a as a player, I don't think if I was if I was a starting quarterback and I know I'm a rookie, I wouldn't want and I just let's say I took Patrick Mahomes job. I wouldn't want Patrick Mahomes being there watching me because he know he can get his spot back if it just takes me a couple games not to get right. Whereas if you got me, but you got guys like Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham there who aren't solid starting quarterbacks, it makes me just a little bit more comfortable. So I understand overall. Cam Newton is a free agent uh, from the games I watched. Washington definitely needs a quarterback now with Fitzmagic down. Fitzpatrick is going to be out for six to eight weeks with a hip injury. So it's interesting how that's going to shake out. We could see Cam in about three weeks in a different uniform, starting or being a backup. Who knows? But I think Cam does have a lot of football left in him, and he talked about it a lot. And speaking of the NFL football and everything that's going on, me and my roommates, as you guys know, I am a student uh, that still goes to school and I live down here where I was 10. We started a fantasy football league. Everybody hates each other in the house. And I think it's hilarious because we were so friendly, so friendly days before the draft. 
soon as the draft came, no one talks to nobody. No one looks at anybody. And then we get to Sunday. People are yelling at each other. I got people coming at me because I got players on their favorite teams doing good, and I'm playing against them, and it's hilarious. And wish me luck also because I refuse to lose by these freaking scumbags out here. I refuse to lose. But with that being said, I do have some stats and some impressive things to run down and talk about. So let's start with this first. Eagles look pretty freaking sharp. Jalen Hurts gets his week one debut. And when I say week one debut, obviously he did did not start last year. So now he's the de facto QB1 and got his start. And he, he went crazy. And he ended up putting up three touchdowns in that week one by help, but also helping the Eagles edge out and beat the Falcons 32 to six now against the Falcons. And right now they're still trying to find their identity, but 32 to six Eagles can look pretty goddamn serious. Next Cardinals have potential to be the truth. I'm saying it. And you guys heard me talk about it episodes before with anything going on. And I was like, Cardinals are legit. These mother lovers is going crazy. How about this? In case you guys don't believe me yet, Kyler Murray, five total touchdowns. Chandler Jones, who wanted to be traded earlier in the season, well, during the offseason, right before training camp got here, end up staying, and in the season opener is the now sack leader with five freaking sacks in the season opener. Him, J.J. Watt. You got you got a one-on-one, both of them, because you, if you double-team one, the other one's going to go crazy. And this was his night. Five fucking sacks? That's crazy. Next, Trevor Lawrence, the number one draft pick, the gift and the curse to being the first overall pick because you're always on a really terrible team, gets his first ever loss in his football career in the regular season. And that dates back since high school and college. So you know how much of a winner you are. And the NFL welcomed him greatly. He throws three interceptions, although he throws two touchdowns. The NFL welcomed him greatly. Houston Texans said, welcome to the league, young fella. This is where you stay now. He looked impressive. He had some good plays, had some bad plays. But man, to get your first ever career loss, counting high school and college in the regular season. That's that's crazy to think about that. Then we got the Browns and Chiefs game kind of to me looked like a AFC championship preview game because we saw last year in the division it was crazy. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense find a way to come back and win. It was impressive. I liked it. It was magnificent. Uh, as a person who still believes in the Browns this season, don't think just because I'm giving them credit, I'm not going to still go for the Browns this season to make it to the Super Bowl. I called it. I said what I said. Respect me. It's only week one. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty interesting how the season goes on because the same way how we looked at Thursday's night game with Dak said, I'll see you again. We could be saying the same thing about Baker and Patrick. That was a pretty fun game to watch. And last but not least, eat that W. Jameis Winston went freaking crazy. It, all he needed was one year to sit on the bench, learn what he needed to learn, and it really makes you question, why the hell did Sean Payton have a QB competition? Because Jameis went 14 for 20, 148 yards, five touchdowns. Ooh, Jameis was nasty. That boy was balling, and he got them to eat that W. On the, on the Green Bay Packers, nonetheless, who we started to see Jordan Love, who came in. It was a little bit of garbage time, but we got to see Jordan Love a little bit. Everything's getting up there. Everything's going crazy. And I'm I'm just excited. What else? So week one's in the books. Week two is going to go out now. Well, week two is going down now when this episode come out. And I got my own predictions for that. And I'll let you guys know after this.
welcome back straight like that straight to the point after a wild week one week two is gonna get even wilder but i'll set my own input because it's my show and i'm bored <laughs> let's start with this giants at washington for week two start kicking it off on thursday night washington has some qb questions to answer even though taylor heineke did look good but he's gonna step in giants at the moment there i feel i have more confidence in the giants right now so i'm gonna give it to them then we have patriots at the jets i believe we'll see mac jones bounce back and look good again this year i mean this week i'm gonna go with the patriots then we have broncos at jacksonville i'm not sure here jerry judy's hurt trevor lawrence threw three interceptions on the other on the flip side of things so it's all about who can bounce back can jackson more so can jacksonville's offense be explosive because the broncos defense is going to be just crazy enough i'm gonna go with the broncos then we got buffalo versus miami i'm making that easy i'm going with buffalo even though they lost last week i believe they can put it together Diggs, josh put it together and somehow we got a win 49ers versus eagles both two strong teams having a strong week one i'm gonna give it to the 49ers for their defense more so offense looks pretty good but i, I trust their defense just a little bit more to stop jalen hurts and Devontae smith rams at the colts i'm gonna go with the rams matt stafford looked freaking phenomenal had new drip i don't know if y'all peeped it my man was dripped out he had the arm sleeve guys like the arm sleeve the nice cleats he was dancing la fits him nice la la is nice for him i think the rams gonna get it because i'm still not fully sold on carson he's not really hurt but he's active and i don't i don't really think he's fully healed at this moment raiders versus steelers steelers look good uh i really don't know what the raiders look like because i didn't watch the game last night well i mean well the game tomorrow i'm saying last night as if y'all get what i'm saying i'm gonna go with the steelers they looked good Bengals at the bears i trust the bears defense way more than i trust the Bengals offensive line so let's go with the bears browns and well texans at the browns Cleveland, I think this is their bounce back game because they looked really impressive and they could hold their own by putting up 20 plus points. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Let's let's trust it. Saints and Panthers. Jameis said, "Eat that W." I think he's gonna eat another one for Week Two. The Saints actually looked very explosive. Something I didn't think about honestly with Jameis at the helm, even though he has the deep ball on him. So yeah, I'm going with the Saints. Vikings and Cardinals. We saw what the Cardinals did Week One. Vikings look pretty good too, but I, I trust the Cardinals defense a lot more than I trust the Vikings defense. Falcons and Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Tom Brady and those guys look pretty freaking phenomenal. Look the, They look like they're ready to go to another Super Bowl. Titans and Seahawks. Russell looked magnificent. Russell looked like he was ready to play some goddamn football. Tyler Lockett, phenomenal. Offense looked good. DK was a little quiet, but they looked all right. Defense, crazy. Tennessee, can you bounce back? I'm going to edge it out and give it to Tennessee. Actually, I take that back. Flip that. I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go with Seattle. Uh, and it's more about the defense and the secondary, about Tennessee trying to keep up with DK and Tyler. That's why I'm going to go with Seattle. Cowboys and Chargers. Chargers having a strong week one. Dak actually looks really ready to play football. As you saw, he was running in on Thursday. So I'm going to give it to, to Dallas. I think this will be their bounce back. They put up points either way. Chiefs and Ravens. I think they ride off the, the emotional high really well and prepare against the Ravens. I'll go with the Chiefs, so I think they'll start off 2-0. Fun fact, Patrick Mahomes in the month of September, since he's he started 11 games in the month of September, is 11-0, has not lost in the month of September, has thrown over 3,900 yards 
in his career and that's pretty impressive so i guess that adds more fuel to this fire and last we got lions and packers jeff akuda for the lions is out jared Goff still getting his bearings underneath him in in detroit rogers had a bad game but i expect to see rogers bounce back i'm gonna give it to the packers you know and i think that's how i'm gonna go with these predictions well there you guys have it another episode in the books we talked college football recap week one recap my fantasy football league with my roommates people getting paid cam newton how he feels about being cut how was surprised week two predictions a lot and i'm i'm happy and thank you guys for being a part of this season three underway starting off strong i'm happy i hope you guys are happy i hope you guys are excited and ready for the future of this podcast a lot is going to get going to be changing a lot of things is going to be happening soon hopefully you know that's week two in the books episode two in the books I would like to thank you for listening to the Backyard GM podcast. You can follow me on social media on Instagram, the Backyard GM, or well, or Backyard GM. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Darius Brockett, D-A-R-I-U-S-B-R-O-C-K-E-T-T. Uh, anything else that I have for you guys will probably be in the description below. Tell me what you guys think about this. Like, share, comment, send it to your friends, send it to anybody. I'm just happy to have people listening to share my knowledge of the sport, give my take on it, and I'm happy. So I will see you guys Thursday, 2 p.m. next week. Hope you guys are having a great week and have a great weekend. I'm out. Thank you. Let's do it. I'm ready. Had to mix the blue and red beans with the liquor, the dicker. Don't give a fuck if she a stripper, I'm a showtime tipper. Yeah, long dick ripper, one hit to quit her. Then fell off like a sticker and that four don't switch her. Bitch, you couldn't walk a mile in my 12-inch kicker. Nigga, I'm ballin' like Spalding and can't get knocked off my pivot. I got that rhythm, shoot like Jimmo or like JJ. I'm lit in LA, hey, you ain't got no say-so or no weight. Bitch, you shit when you stay, hey. cuz I'm caught the AK just for play-play, so don't even try. Cause to him, that ice around your neck. Look like payday Get hit with that melee I'm lit up off that yak Like I'm Shay Shay Bitch I'm too sure I'm a little too hot Bitch I feel like Diddy can't stop Won't stop No swan top bomb Top of the top rope I was fucking in the back Had to hit it with the poncho And a 12 piece combo yeah. She already know what it is with me Cause if I pull up on scene I'ma beat them bongos She gon' suck and swallow Now I'm empty hollow Like the end of this bottle Roll up that endo gelato Call you a Uber for now But I hope you good for tomorrow I hit that bitch with my Timberlands And she sing like Furtado Yeah, that bitch is skis So leave her I peep how you moving I got a barber and weave her mix the blue and red beans With the liquor, the dicker Don't give a fuck if she a stripper I'm a showtime tipper Yeah, long dick ripper One hit to quit her Then peel off like a sticker and that four don't switch up Bitch, you couldn't walk a mile in my 12 inch kickers. Nigga, I'm ballin' like Spalding and can't get knocked off my pivot. I got that rhythm, shoot like Jimmo or like JJ. I'm lit in LA, hey. You ain't got no say so or no weight. Bitch, you shit where you stay, hey. Yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, this rap shit too easy, man. Hello.